Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, hey, hey. We're back. We're black. We're brown ambition, 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 ambition. Hey, Mandra. Hey, beautiful. How are you? Stunning in that lighting and the melanin and the glow. I can't even stand it. Let me tell you something. So I already have a brown boost, so you know we're not gonna. Um, okay, but I, you have boosted your lashes like twice. I will yes, I will just say that, that okay. these lashes, I don't have there. no makeup on, like just brows and lashes. And um, what I love about it is that, like, well, one, like you know, there's this place that I found that, like, it's like for a hundred bucks for the month, you can get like your lashes done twice. You know, okay. so I was just like, let me try it, and so you know, it makes me feel like a little. You know I me, mean? I'm trying to get my girly on after yeah. after years of being male. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm just saying, I mean, like, I've been such a tomboy. Yeah. And so, like, I'm like, you know, at age 44, I think it's, I'm ready. I'm You're ready for a little zhuzh. Not yes. that you need it a lot, but you just, you look like you with, like, a little shine. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I'm feeling myself. What are you up to? Where are you at? You're not in your usual office. I, I am not. I am in, a, I am in, in D.C. I was in uh, Atlanta um, last week because I took the team on the team, our annual team retreat. Right, which was awesome. So awesome. we, um, my favorite day was we did a, um, we did some community service at some place called the Gateway Center, where we it's like a transitional housing place, but also resources for people who are currently unhoused, and it's that that place mm. is specifically for men. Mm-hmm. And so we got to learn more about like the work they do, um, because Atlanta, you know, because we I don't know, did we chat about it on the podcast? We Maybe did, just, yeah. Did yeah. you already have that plan before you went to the A or did you plan it because of like what you were seeing? No, no, we had a plan like before. Like, so we, we work okay. with this mother, daughter, black. Um, uh, I have to find the name of their team. I'm going to find because I don't want to shout them out um, of their team um, that like planned our trip. This is their second year planning our trip for us. And okay. um, community service is something that we wanted to add in uh, this year. So it's PTE. I don't even know, child. Oh, primetime events planning and concierge. It's this amazing black mother and daughter who do like events or whatever, they're out of Chicago, but they will fly anywhere. So they did New Orleans for us, amazing. And they just did Atlanta for myself and the team. And so, yeah, we we had that, this community service project and we bought lunch um, for about 100 men that were, you know, staying there. And it was just so great to just talk. And, you know, you mm-hmm. learn so much about like, you know, um, some people who are unhoused are really like the working poor. Like there was a guy there dressed in this nice suit. He was a limo driver, but it just didn't pay enough for him to be able to, you know, to have a safe place to live. So while he was here, he, you know, they're looking to for him to to find him more permanent housing, but he was there in the meantime. So it was just an amazing um, experience. And we had so much um, P2 
pizza left over that we were able to like kind of leave the center and also like serve some people who were just kind of like in front. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it was just like the it. You know, I did. We did our normal. We always do a spa day. We always do like we did. We made we um, this called thing called is it called skintology, skintimacy, black owned women brand where we made our own lotions and things. We always try to support like black owned our chef, Chef Todd, Black Chef. It was a blackly black black like yeah. <laughs> a week. Um, so which is awesome, but I'm also glad that we were also able to like serve and give back. And so yeah, I was there, That's and then amazing. yeah, now I'm in DC like. Cause you know it's book tour time, honey. Wait till mm-hmm. your time. You know, a made whole comes out soon, and so yeah. Which is the companion to get good with money? Yeah. Where can the girls find out more about this companion book? Um, well, they can go to madewholeworkbook.com. Of course they can. <laughs> you already know me. <laughs> order there, um, but I would wait a little bit because we're getting the pre-order. Um, there are bonuses that we're gonna be able to give to people who pre-order. So, and that, like, I would say, oh, okay. They'll be able to go heavy, but I mean, they'll see all the posts and all that stuff. But when mm-hmm. I tell you I'm tired, girl, you're going to see my, 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 my break is going to be, I mean, yeah, I'm just really tired, but I'm just glad to like, you know, be settled yeah. someplace. Yeah. What about you? What have you been up to? Uh, you know, fun stuff, oh, no. <laughs> aging myself. Yeah. It's been a real shit couple of weeks. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I was, yeah. Where do I even begin? Well, I don't want to get like too into the personal stuff, but my dad has been sick mm-hmm. and like, do I go to Atlanta right now on a plane sick? And mm-hmm. I ended up choosing to not go to Atlanta because I have my two kids and the babysitter quit on me. And Aww. it's just like when it rains, it pours mm-hmm. ever since that biblical flood, that week of the flood, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and also it, I guess it flooded again while I was gone. But um, anyway, a lot's been going on. My dad has been sick and in my family, my parents are no longer together and my dad did not remarry. And, you know, he's in his 60s. And my brother and I are it as far as like Mm. his close, his inner circle. And, you know, I'm the eldest and my little brother is like five years younger. And we're figuring out our dynamic as siblings, like caring Mm. for our dad who's sick, especially Mm -hmm. given that I am here in New York and he is there in Atlanta, but Mm -hmm. obviously has a gajillion things going on. If you guys heard my interview with Alex, you know, he's got a lot going on Mm -hmm. and that has been difficult, you know, to figure out that dynamic. And we've never been put in that situation before. And like, you know, my usual support system, my mom, my sister, they can't really support me because there's a lot of, you know, Mm -hmm. not great stuff there. So it's really like, oh, you're on your own, kid. You always you always mm-hmm. have been. So I decided not to go, which I was fine with that decision. Um, and then my grandpa passed. The day that my dad got um, wa- was sent home from the hospital, my grandpa, um, who was 86. So thank you. Uh, my dad's dad, he died. Uh, he was sick for a long time. Okay. Uh, we could do a whole episode on, on how these chronic illnesses are like killing black people. Yeah. I mean, it's... We talk about um, the healthcare system, but yeah, I have a, I have a lot to say after this past few days mm-hmm. in Atlanta and just learning more about my family history and all of that. But shout out to Grandpa Shirley Roy Woodruff, the OG. Mm-hmm. I because of my dad's family dynamic, I actually didn't know him very well. Okay. Um, and then I have cousins like my cousin Anna, who you guys have heard about. She's 
like that was her grandpa you know the oh. whole thing um so i in order to sort of process what was going on of course i flew home i took remy with me my little doll baby my little emotional support baby oh. <laughs> every he was everyone's emotional support baby. Oh. when i tell you i felt like i brought one of those golden retrievers that they bring oh. to you know people after they've gone through some kind of trauma mm -hmm. i was like here's the baby who want who needs a hold who needs a <laughs> smile remy's so social he's so like mm. just so you know happy and yeah. you know he'll smile at anyone so i know he definitely did wonders for my dad's uh, mm -hmm. health while he was there. But um, yeah, I took Remy. So it was just me and Remy. We went down. Mm -hmm. But even in the days leading up to the funeral, um, I did it. I, so to put my like, just there was so much anxious energy. I was really like, should I up my med? Should I talk to my therapist? I ended up sending her a 20 minute voice note just to like get it off my chest what I was mm -hmm. saying, what I was feeling because it was so much. I mean, I think a lot of folks um, around me who see me are like, wow, you have so much going on. I don't know how you do it. And usually I, I do it fine, mm -hmm. but I wasn't fine yeah. for a minute there. Um, but for me, I put, I decided I'm gonna give myself a task with this funeral because I couldn't figure out my feelings about everything. So I took on the like responsibility of organizing, like being my, my, my dad's brother who was organizing everything, being his deputy, so. Okay ordering the food because you know mm -hmm. i know how to put on a nice buffet <laughs> you went to my wedding mm -hmm. <laughs> got it catered um put on the food tracked down when i tell you shirley roy woodruff was was a he was a rolling stone he mm -hmm. he actually had a career in radio that i never oh, knew about. oh really yes he had a gospel radio station in gainesville georgia okay. for years and years and years like, i mean up until like maybe at 15 years ago so in the yeah. 2000s even he was doing this radio and i never knew and like look at me i, I know i know? love that and he was a musician and a traveling minister which is one of the reasons why his relationship with my his children was so varied because mm -hmm. a lot of them didn't see a lot of him he when that that was that song papa was a rolling stone yeah Grandpa Roy was a rolling mm. stone, genuinely. Um, and it, when I was, tr I, I spent a lot of time talking. I called up so many of my elders, people I hadn't met my whole life, but who knew about me through my dad, like Woodruff's down the line, um, just trying to get a picture of this man. Mm. And finally was able to track down some really cool pictures of him and got those printed up and made for the memorial table. Mm -hmm. just like you know put my put my energy into something and because i sure as hell can't control my dad <laughs> let no. me tell you what <laughs> even being there in person oh i see where i get my stubbornness from <laughs> and to any you know adult out there who's having to well not even having to caretake <laughs> he didn't ask me to caretake but like mm -hmm. try i was just trying mm -hmm. like hey maybe don't you know eat bacon right now in this moment after you've been told to lower your sodium intake yeah. um he's like oh you know i don't want you baking that much it's just in the fridge don't let this man he will not waste food so <laughs> i'm like you need to have a you know how they have garage sales he needs to have yeah. a, a a deep freezer sale <laughs> like get rid of this stuff none of it's good for him he needs to get rid of it but yeah it was a lot but at least so in a like a roundabout way the funeral was it sounds so fucked up to say mm. it was good for my mental state because it mm -hmm. gave me like a 
I don't know, like something to stake a, like something to, mm-hmm. to tie me to the ground to stop me from spiraling, you know, because I really was like a whirling, not even a whirling dervish, but like just like Tasmanian devil over here. Um, I came home and I saw my, not even, I put this like big, I I write out my to-dos when I have so many and I put like this um, big piece of paper on the fridge and it was like a get your shit together list. And I came back and I was like, wow, the mental state of that girl is not okay. Um, So anyway, it's been a long been a yeah it's been a shitty couple of weeks but the only way out is through i'm just like at this point it's like one hour at a time one day at a time and i know that like you know especially you know as our parents age the conversations about like what estate planning and stuff look like looks like Mm -hmm. and that's not easy because you know I know, like, it literally took for Gerald to pass away that my dad to finally agree to, like, update his will that mm. had me at age 10 in it. I was like, Daddy, you are in your 80s. He's like, oh, yeah, one day, one day. I'm like, at this point, like, you know, 75 plus, they said the average age of, you know, of, of, of you live to 75. And so that means any year after that is literally a blessing. Mm-hmm. And so if you get to your 80s, it's like a super blessing. And I was like, there is no one day. It's now. And so I was finally able to get his will, his living will, his his health care, st- like all of that stuff signed, notarized and done. You know, were you like, did you have to have those hard conversations with your dad while you were there? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually I started the conversation. So one of the things since I was here in New York when my dad was sick in the hospital um, that I was like, well, I can do this is I got in touch with Helen, who's my financial planner, and mm-hmm. um, she can do she can do estate planning for people like my dad, whose finances are not super complicated, doesn't own mm-hmm. any businesses, you know, all that. Everything's pretty straightforward. He owns a home, et cetera. So I got in touch with Helen. I scheduled a call with her and we, and she really understood where I was coming from. She also is, uh, she's from Georgia. She lives in Georgia. Okay. So, and her family lives close to where my dad lives. So mm. she was like, I can see him in person, but oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I'm taking care of that. But that cool. looks like for us, because my dad's never had anything like that before. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like she sent me, I think there's three documents in her email to me, my okay. brother and my dad. She okay. was like, this is a questionnaire to get the conversation started. Yes. Bef- I'm not just going to show up to your house and start out. It'll take hours. Okay. You probably you need to work through these questions. Yes. Um, so she sent us that, those questionnaires and I haven't opened the attachments yet. I don't think okay. any of us has. Okay. My dad does not enjoy talking about it. Yeah. Um, he's a strong willed independent. Mm-hmm. He's a damn Rolling Stone himself. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I see so much of my grandpa's traits in him. Um, in every area except as a father because he did not roll away at any time from us yes, he's always yeah. committed but um yeah so we're getting that estate planning done uh done hopefully soon and then okay sign notarized yeah all that jazz okay yeah big girl shit i know mm-hmm. this is the part like you know, when you're a kid and you want to be a grown up, it's just because you want to get candy at the park or <laughs> candy at the store, right? That's what grown up be like. Oh, I can't wait till I can buy whatever I want from Target. These, right? Yeah. And then you realize you're like, wait, is this what adulting is like? And you buy the things from Target so that you can <laughs> dull the pain of what adulthood is like. <laughs> I know. And you honestly. binge eat, you know, a pint of ice cream in the car and the grocery store parking lot. Not that I have any idea what that feels like. <laughs> 
And if you were at Stop and Shop last week <laughs> on Thursday night and you saw a car parked over there and a girl just like crying into her, you know what? I don't know her. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> that, used to, that used to be me and pizza. Like I would just get so overwhelmed. <laughs> there was like my favorite pizza place. I would go and I would just like gorge in the car and just cry and eat pizza. Aww. You know, and then hide the box of stuff later. Like everything's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> when I tell you, I've never been happier that our nest cam on the driveway like went kaput. <laughs> Um, because I just was able to get out of the car and just like sneak that into the trash. Yeah, same. I'm like, nobody needs to know that I had a full pizza by myself. (laughs) I had it or something. (laughs) But you know, we cope in our own ways. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, yeah, adulting big time, but also feeling, um, it was only a matter of time, right? I mean, and it's, Mm -hmm. it's here now and me. And it, it does, it, you, you, I'm learning a lot about our family dynamic, myself, mm-hmm. my vibe is very different than my brother's. And there's, mm-hmm. you know, I tend to try to keep things light and funny and like he, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes someone's not in the mood for the shucking and jiving. <laughs> uh, but anyway, anyway, um, one other thing I will say about this time mm-hmm. uh, that I've left sort of more clear about is you know, my family is far flung, you know, I have mm. relatives in Atlanta, I have my mom in Missouri, my sisters in Wisconsin, and got really good friends in California. And, and I really got clear with and I was talking to my mom, and my sister about this, I'm like, the intent, like, we have to be more intentional about mm-hmm. scheduling um, visits. Yeah, like, not just on a whim, or not just Christmas, like, that's not mm-hmm. enough. And usually it's like the finances that stop a lot of people from traveling. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, listen, a few hundred dollars for a flight is what it costs, you know, for to mm-hmm. get from most places to where we where we are. If we just commit to, you know, no brunch November, you know, and, yeah. and save that money, we can make this a thing like we yeah. can travel more to one another. And I think I'm going to I'm definitely going to be doing more of that. Yeah. And um Remy's down because he is the best little travel buddy. <laughs> oh, that's if, cute. <laughs> I think there's going to be a baby boom at the Atlanta Air. If you were at the Atlanta Airport on October 8th, I would just like to say in advance, name your child after Remy because <laughs> this baby, every woman we passed was like, baby oh. fever, baby fever. <laughs> <sighs> he he is such really a good so adorable. Buddy. I know. Mm. I know. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. It's just crazy how I mean, you know, we grow up, but then you start to realize, wow, your your financial life also grows up with you, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, the thing, like, I, what I don't want is, like, you know, I don't want to leave. Um, I want to minimize the complications when mm-hmm. I'm not here. You know, I, you know, I might be 102 when I'm passed away. But I want that when I'm not here. Of course, you're never going to get every single thing. But I don't want to leave stuff that I could have gotten done done just because you know i know firsthand what it's like to have some things undone and then having to navigate that you Mm. know the family having to navigate that and sometimes it leads for like you know um hurt feelings and anger and bitterness and you know no this is not what you're like you know but it's like like i said i mean i know i I have not probably crossed every t as much as i know to cross you know you're also so young that like in another 10 years you mentioned updating your dad's will. It's yeah. not like a one and done thing. Nope. Yep. So you have to make the commitment to keep coming back to it. Yes. Because thinking like, for example, I, I got, I have my trust. 
Um, but then, you know, I recently bought the condo. So I'm like, oh, that's right. I got to, when I get back home, one of my homeworks is I got to go to the title company to tell them it, it, I don't want the title to be under Tiffany's name. It should be under the trust name, mm. you know, because something were to happen to me today, then the way my family would um, inherit the property would leave them open for the for like a tax ramifications that was unintentional mm-hmm. you know it's things like that that's like i'm always thinking like you know as something new comes up like what if i start another business what if i you know like you know um i don't they're just as your life changes you know like keeping up with those things it's not really easy but that is definitely one of my homeworks it's like tiffany like what else do i need to put into this trust or there's no point to it tony told me that the number one mistake people make when she like this tony's my attorney mm-hmm that people make when estate planning is not signing and, and, and uh, fully transferring funds. You mm-hmm. know, so she's like, because a trust takes months, if not years. Like it took over almost a year for like all the pieces of my trust to come together. Really? Yes, because okay. there's so many nuances. You know, you're like, oh my God, I never thought about that. And then there's a lot to think about. Mm-hmm. So finally it was done. It was like, dun 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 dun. And then it's like, oh, but the trust is empty. You have now to you sign go. your home over to it, your bank accounts, your yeah. retirement accounts. Your, and I was like, oh, so like I literally have a meeting with Anjali, my financial advisor. Um, I want to say like later on this month where she's going to be like, OK, here are the accounts I'm transferring over to your trust. And um, for those of you who are listening, the difference between like a will and a trust, a will kind of says this is what happens to my stuff about from the moment you pass away to about six months later. You know, like it's instant, like a will is like and, and there's no real um, financial protections in the will. It's just more so my wish is this is what I want to have in my stuff immediately. A trust allows you to reach further into the future and say for my assets. So for, I'll give you an example. One of my trusts is I like, um, my nieces and my nephew, I'm leaving assets for them. But right now the oldest Roman is eight. So I don't want him to inherit whatever that's going to look like for him. So instead I want it, like I have it that like he gets first payment um, right after high school and that's to go to college. If he wants to go to college or not, if he doesn't want to go to college, it gets pushed out to like 21. I think I have like a 21 year old payment, like a 25 year old payment, a 30 year old payment for like all the kids, mm. you know, because I've seen like, you know, like for example, Alyssa, which makes me a little nervous. You know, she's got her, um, the policy that her dad left her, but because she's underage, the state holds on to it and says, when you turn 18, we're going to turn it over to you. And I'm like, like, I know she's already like, I'm like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) if you could have seen me, I'm like popping my back. Like, you know, so thankfully, you know, Alyssa has myself and her mom to guide her. So we're meeting with Anjali to map out a plan because she just turned 17 October 1st to map out a plan to say this is what, you know, ought to happen. I mean, ultimately, she can make whatever decision she wants. But, you know, with us here to be like, you know, here's, you know, we're going to set aside this amount of money so you can get that car and da, da, da. And then this is going to go to this and this is going to go to that. And so watching that process of what happens when a kid is left money made me say, eh, 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 18 is too young. So oh, for okay. me, I was like, let me, if you're going to school, a third of what I've left you, including Alyssa, can go to school. If not, 21, you get first payment, 25, and then hopefully by 30, you have some real sense. So you see what I mean? So I trust lets you like reach deeper into the future. Um, And also too, because I won't own the assets anymore, the trust will own the assets. And then I have the beneficiaries on the trust. So it's almost like we are currently jointly owning the assets while I'm still alive. 
Yeah. Although they're quote unquote mine, they really belong to the trust. When something happens to me, when I'm 90, 100, whatever, um, they're not going to inherit my homes or my assets because they already own them now. So there is, um, you get to lower the tax burden that inheritance yields. Okay. You know, that that's the bonus yeah. of like, yes. You know, so that's why they tell you that if you have assets of a half a million dollars or more, you might want to look into a trust, which in New Jersey, that's a house. Mm-hmm. You know, like when New York, New York, you know, because if something, many families will inherit, let's just say like, you know, your pawpaw bought a house for, you know, $50,000 um, 50 years ago. And like that house is now worth 600000 just because that's just the way, you know, and in you inherit that because, you know, he, something happens, he passes away. Um, then you potentially can be on the hook for what taxes inheriting $600,000 or $700,000 yeah. would look like. So what often happens is the family has to sell the property just to get the tax money. Mm-hmm. And it defeats the purpose of growing this generational wealth. And it's like, uh, you know, and so yeah. but with the trust, my hope is that I have set aside money for taxes, but I've also set aside like. You don't have to, you're not inheriting the homes or whatever my assets are because you already kind of, they're already in the trust and you were already a part of the trust now. You know, plus a trust will allow you not to have to go to probate court, which is like basically ringside seats to all your business. Mm-hmm. You know, where everybody can kind of know like all that I owned and everything else. And then you have, you know, predators coming out, you know, trust everything kind of stays locked in secret. So these are things as we get older, you know, that they're not easy, um, mm-hmm. but you want to start to have the conversation now with like yourself, your your partner, your parents of what does that look like? Because death is the most common, uncommon thing. Yeah. You know, like we know people die literally every minute of the day, but it doesn't the feel like guarantee. Yes, but it never is like not my people, not our people, but one mm-hmm. day it will be. And so what can we do to minimize the financial I guess, hardship during that time, you know? In my dad's family, the mortality is so, it's like with us at the dinner table, you know, Mm. because there's just so much chronic illness and, Mm. you know, and almost those, you know, just generational trauma and the the weight of that as well. Like just, it probably wasn't good for the mental health, but I steeped myself in a lot. I was like, I just talked to everybody and I was like, help me understand, you know, you kind of go through life and like, oh yeah, I don't talk to him. I don't talk to her, but I wonder why, what happened? Mm. And just riding to the funeral with my dad and his half brother. And they, I tell you those grown ass men bickering like eight year olds. <laughs> no, you showed up. No, you showed up. What'd you <laughs> say? I'll say what I said. I'll say, you know, trying to get the- <laughs> Oh my God. And they were like, what is happening? <laughs> I was like, and the drama with like, you know, and even though my, 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 my grandpa did have a lot, he had everything sort of like settled and figured out and he, you know, was re- well organized, honestly, in the end, there yeah. was, there was still that sibling dynamic. And I'm like, oh, we need to make sure yeah. our sibling relationships are, I think the, the best thing you can do as a parent almost is not just leave your estate, but leave your kids in shape, like leave yeah. them with strong relationships with each other. And yes. It's easier said than done, yeah. but it made me completely just like, oh, we're going to figure this out because we got to be, we got to be on the same page. We got to be, you know, in lockstep, my brother and I, because mm-hmm. it's, it's nasty. I don't want to, you know, end up in a, in a space where my kids are fighting, you know, mm-hmm. when we should be it's just all that. It's just messy. It's messy. I know it's so common, mm-hmm. like not as, especially the funeral people when I was calling like, you know, I don't know how to explain this, but like so-and-so's name is the obituary is like not okay. But like, you know, the person who submitted it to you didn't let her review it. And they're like, say less. We know how yeah. to deal with it. No. We got it. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, um, when I went to the funeral home for, for Jarrell, the lady could not believe. 
one she's like you're so calm and i was like girl trauma right mm. but also too she was like because i went i came with um you know Jarrell's twin and fatima and and she was like i don't know that i've ever seen such a peaceful you know we yeah. you know at, at least at that time um <laughs> but we were just, yeah. you know but at that time like and i didn't realize just how tumultuous 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 I did not realize how crazy that time normally is uh, because they, she couldn't believe. She was like, is this real? You know, we had our stuff later, but at that time, you know, mm-hmm. you know I just think that we we're just all like, you know, in shock. But yes, it's a, it's a really, really, really hard time. And people navigate grief differently. And sometimes they need a punching bag. And sometimes, you know, they're going to check out. And sometimes, you know, they're just inconsolable. Like grief is like such a crazy thing and what it brings out of people. So. Yeah, so I'm just, you know, sorry for your loss, but I'm glad that you were able to bring the baby for some joy that people got mm-hmm. to absorb, you know? He really and... carried a lot. <laughs> I know, he's like, what? <laughs> and I'm going to go to Georgia next June because I found out there's a family reunion in Carrollton, Georgia, where my people okay. are from. Okay, I love that. Uh, my dad's people are from Carrollton, and I have never been, I think I went once when I was a little girl. Mm. All I recall is seeing an outhouse and being like, abort, get me out of here. <laughs> I don't want to live in this time. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm like, we're bringing the family and distant, distant relatives are organizing it. And I can't wait. I'm excited. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. All right. And not to be Debbie Downers, but you know, this is important conversation that needs to be had. You want to take a break? Yes, please. We'll All see right, you guys right after break. the break. Yes. Hey, BA fam. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. All right, BA fam, y'all know when it comes to financial advice, you have to trust your source. That's why you listen to Brown Ambition, right? And when I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to Nerd Wallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. I've been a longtime fan of Nerd Wallet. In fact, I almost worked there a couple of times because when it comes to financial experts and writing, they really know how to give you the best reviews of financial products. I honestly wouldn't sign up for a credit card today if I hadn't looked at a review on a site like Nerd Wallet myself. And honestly, if y'all haven't learned about Nerd Wallet, you're missing out. And with their help, what could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access, wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms of each credit card issuer apply. 
And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. All right, BA fam, you know we work hard and we play hard, but when it comes to investing and having your money in the market, you want your money to be working for you. That's exactly what the Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app can help it do. Keeps your money out there working hard and kicking you know what. I love Betterment because it makes it easy for even a beginning investor to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology is going to give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you got to do is visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Security. Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Hey, debit card users, listen up. Discover has something especially for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can start earning cash back on everyday debit card purchases. You heard that right. Cash back on debit purchases because cash back isn't just for credit cards. It's time you also get some love. Oh, And I should also mention that this has no fees, period. Finally, the game-changing checking account you deserve. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. And now we are back. And now it's time to Boost up, break up, boost up, break up, boost up, break up, boost. Are you going to boost? Are you going to break? What you going to do? What you going to take? So it's Booster Breaky. If you haven't been here, if you're new, we do something called Brown Boost, Brown Break, where if we're going to boost, we say something really great that we want more of. Gimme, gimme, gimme. And break when we're like, uh, we're good on that. Yeah, let's just. So. Do you want to go first? Second? How you how you feeling? I'm good with going first. I feel like okay. if you ask me, it means I have to. No, no, no. Um, I mean, I'm good either way because I'm breaking. You know, I hardly ever break old, but I'm breaking ooh. on today. Ooh, okay. I'll let you finish then because it sounds like okay. you got something. Yeah. yeah. I, see the, I see the glint in your eye. I'm like, oh, it's going to be a good one. Um, I want to do a boost because I have, I think I'm the last person on earth to read this book called Attached. Oh, no. Have you heard of Attached? No. Okay. So I'm the second to last person on earth. <laughs> but shout out to Morgan Debon, who's a frequent Brown Ambition guest and the CEO of Blavity. Blavity. Mm-hmm. Blavity. Mm-hmm. So I was listening to her podcast and she mentioned it um, in one of her shows. She started to comment on someone's, how someone was talking about a relationship. And she was like, oh, your anxious attachment, you know, and then she mm-hmm. re- recommended this book. And it came at such a perfect time the the mention of the book because I started to I, I started to read up on the concept of it which is about four different styles of attachment and you're a preschool yeah. teacher so you probably remember like this is often how you like talk about children and their mm-hmm. attachment to their their parents mm-hmm. and because of your upbringing like you have a certain kind of attachment um, mm. and this neuroscientist and psychologist he combined he took this the same um the same principles and applied it to all relationships. So your attachment style in romantic relationships as a boss, as a friend and kind it's just like, and it's why it's kind of cracked open my Mm. um, 
my how I how I like what I understand about myself. Yeah. And beyond all the therapy I've taken, it's just like really like an aha moment is how I am an anxious attachment person. I was say, what are the four? What are the four attachment styles? The four attachment styles. I didn't. I don't want to go deep into it because obviously I'm not this this person. And I think y'all should read the book for yourselves. But there's four. There's and they're not. I want to say this in advance. There's no bad attachment style. Okay. This is like the and it, um actually, if you want a quick little primer on it, listen to the NPR um, podcast Life Kit because okay. the author was interviewed. It's like a 20 minute show, and he kind of lays it out. Anyway, anxious attachment. Okay. Avoidant attachment, anxious avoidant, and the mm-hmm. fourth one is secure. It okay. may sound like the secure one's the one you want to be, but mm-hmm. they're they're not like it's not like a wrong way. It's it's just the way you are because of your childhood mm-hmm. and on other things. And the great thing about the book is that when you understand your attachment style, you can help your partner, your friends, your family understand your attachment style, and they can understand how to support you and treat you as an individual because of your unique attachment style. So I'll give you an example. Okay. As an ancient, an ancient, <laughs> as an anxious yeah. attachment person, Tiff, I thought about you with this too, because you may not know this. Sometimes I, after you and I talk, I feel like I've done this a couple of times. I'll like, the day the day will go by and I'll be like, wait a second, was she offended that I said that? Is she going to is she going to be mad at me? And I'll call real quick and just be like, I just want to be sure that you weren't upset when I said da, 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 da. And you're like, what? No. But <laughs> I have an anxious attachment style where I need a lot of like reassurance okay. from the people that I am in relationships Girl, with. Me, I'm over here ordering on, 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 on right now. I'm like, Stop. I got seven credits. I'm, I'm ordering. Oh, seven? I'm not surprised because you should read a lot of audiobooks. I do read a lot of books. Um, my husband downloaded it this morning, too, because I was like, we really need this because I am married to an avoidant. Okay. And, and that can be, it's a quite common for those two types okay. of attachments to um, be attracted to each other is what I gather. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I won't get into that. But anyway, so my attachment style is that I really need like a... a um, um, the reassurance yes okay. like um hey i got to work okay hey i was just thinking about you okay. hey i love you you know there's like yeah. these memes about um being a wife who's like hey i just like i don't know i just left a big mess in the kitchen do you still love me yeah and you kind of roll your eyes like yeah, yeah. but if i was like, if i was a worm would you love me those are the ones exactly <laughs> if i gained 500 pounds um if i ended up a quadriplegic you know would you still love yeah. me or also this you came home late is something the matter is it me okay. you know okay. is this a sign or we got into an argument oh are we gonna get divorced is this mm. it is this over are we wrong for each other questioning 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 poking 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 mm. anxious attachment style i could be okay. the child. i can't wait to read because i'm like there's i feel like i sometimes can feel like that but sometimes quite the opposite because i remember jarell was like that and i couldn't understand i'm like oh my god he'd be like when you land let me know when you when you're in the plane when you're mm. to the uber when you're you know and every time i remember he'd be like you have a business trip in a hotel like with somebody else. I'm like, no, what's happening? But now I'm thinking like, oh, was he an, an anxious attached? You know, I don't know, but I'm, yeah. I will I'm say that my favorite feature on the iPhone is you can share your location with people. <laughs> and I'm like, I think I know why. Because <laughs> okay. I like, I will. I, I, don't, I know that people are where they say they are. I track just a few people. Um, <laughs> and most of them know I do. 
<laughs> no, but honestly, but yeah. um, Ooh, just to make gonna... sure. Oh, they're out. They got to work. Okay, okay. I feel better now. They don't need to like. Okay. I don't need to text them. Like, oh, they're yeah. there. They they're where they said they were going to be. Oh no, they. Whatever. Um, and I and I really want to and I want to urge y'all to just don't judge. What mm. you know? Because I think that there's. Um, don't judge the attachment style and you have to, my approach is going to be understand it and start mm -hmm. speaking to that. Start okay. changing your response to that person so that you can honor their attachment style. And it's already, it's already changing the dynamic of my marriage. And Ooh. I imagine my friendships and my family too, but I'm very early into it. But okay. yeah, Attached is the book. I love that. Thank mm -hmm. you. I love a good book. Somebody actually <laughs> just gave me a book today since we're talking in books like um she didn't give it to but i i um a friend of mine was telling me because she's like looking at getting like a different job let me see in my library i just put it into wish list and it is called necessary endings you know as i'm making this transition remember we talked about that mm -hmm. um and so it says necessary endings the employees businesses and relationships that all of us have to give up in order to move forward i was like ah! oh i love that girl literally it like <laughs> It's everything I've been talking about. I was like, oh my yeah. God. So that's another book by Dr. Henry Cloud. So mm. that's in my wish list too. And I've been, so yeah, I'm like my, my, my two hour walks will be filled with like listening to these two. Cause I was looking for like two mm. new books. So this is great. Perfect. All right. Yeah. I'm eager to hear your break. Bring it. So my break is United Airlines. If you was a Ooh. girl, I'll kick your ass. <laughs> That's like the, about, that is the Jersey airport. That is, I the, mean, so let me tell you something. First of all, Newark. I am a uh, premier one K customer, which is like, I think the only thing above that is like global something, but it's like, you know, meaning like you fly a lot, sis. Mm -hmm. I'm very loyal to United airlines. Cause quite honestly, their, their hub, one of their major hubs is, is Newark. So, and I live in Newark yeah. and, um, and so like, it's just, you know, convenient. Plus, you know, if you're going to, when it comes to airlines, if you fly a lot, it behooves you to kind of pick a specific one because they're just benefits like, you know, being able to board early, you know, um, not having to pay for baggage. Um, you know, so there's supposed to be benefits. I can't tell, but there's supposed to be benefits. Okay. Um, and like I said, Premier 1K is like really one of their top top because I've, you know, I have flown hundreds of thousands of miles on United. So, um, and I've never really had an issue of, you know, I mean, I've flown other airlines too, because sometimes it's just way cheaper or maybe like a, a brand wants to fly me somewhere and they're flying me on whatever. So um, I know that I'm very well aware that delays and cancellations, they happen. You know, I mean, it happens, but the last three flights home, there have been delay, 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 cancellation, and I've never seen anything like it. So I'll give you the first time. So I went to Nashville in... June, July, uh, July or something like that, or June um, for this author conference. Flew out to Nashville, no problem. You know, it was great. Um, I get a text like the day before, oh, your flight has been, um, your flight for tomorrow has been canceled. And I said, I wasn't even mad because I was like, I, I wasn't in a rush to get home. And I was like, okay, they're like, we'll fly you out the next day. I said, you know, no problem, you know. And, and then the next day it was like, your flight, has, that also flight has been canceled. We'll fly you out like two days from now. I said, you won't. Cause do I live in Nashville? Is it crack you're smoking? <laughs> I called them. Was like, I, no. Are you They're crazy? Supposed to let you get a different airline ticket, Girl, right? And like pay for hotel it? and all that. They didn't. They gave me such a, like. So I called and I'm like, you know, no. You have to get me on a on, a, on another flight. And they were like, oh, this is the best we could do. Two days out. So where will I stay? What will I eat? Mm -hmm. And I'm still fighting for my money back. So I ended up having to. Call, I called my friend Cabral, who travels way more than me, and he flies with Delta. He's a Diamond member, which is like the top, 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 mm -hmm. top. 
you know. And so, like, he always said, so when he calls, they pick up, like, hello, Mr. Cabral. So he got me a ticket. I had to, it was like $700 I had to pay, you know, because then I did actually have to get home. So I had to pay out of pocket $700. I flew home and I've been fighting United for my money back ever since. So that was mm. strike one. Strike two was, y'all know, I took baby girl, Alyssa, 16 for her 16th birthday. She just turned 17, but this is the summer. And I took her in August to London, Paris, and the Amalfi Coast for her 16th birthday. You know, because I told her no more gifts. Every year, you just we pick a place you want to go, and we go in that summer, the following summer. So she picked that. And we went, had a great time. You know, at the end, you know, she's getting a little antsy. You know, she missed her mama, of course. You know, she's still a kid. So imagine my dismay when you wake up that morning, you know, getting ready to pack. And it's like, oh, your flight has been canceled. I said, wait a minute, a minute. Not just canceled, but we rebooked you three days from now. I'm like, I'm in Italy. That's not what. And we've also booked you and Alyssa on two separate flights. I said, you know what? You're shitting me. No. I called up and I was like, literally, I I got the text and I called within like, because sometimes, you know, like there might be only two seats left somewhere. And I called. Mm And at first they were like, oh, there's nothing we can help you with. And But Cabral taught me to say, can I speak to a lead or a supervisor? Mm-hmm. Because the lady on the phone, you know, she did her best, I guess. Yeah. And so I got a lead or a supervisor on the phone. I said, I am currently in Italy. I do not live in Italy. And for us, one, to be leaving three days from now, I, I can't even guarantee the hotel is going to have space for us. Because that's not how that works. Yeah. You know? And two, I mean, I'm in a really expensive hotel, which I pay for points. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, so for me to stay, ain't no more points left. This is coming out of my <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what it was tonight, but it was not inexpensive. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, the hotel that we chose, I chose a fancy one because we used points. It was like seven, eight hundred dollars a night, something crazy, you know, but I was like, I don't care. I'm using my Amex points. Um, and so, but I had exhausted them for the trip. And so I was really, really pissed. And so, and I was like, and you have me on a separate flight than my stepdaughter, who is a minor. This is her only her second international flight because the first one brought us here, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so, you know, so Alyssa's looking like, I'm flying by myself. I'm like, no, we're not. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So thankfully the, the supervisor was able to get, we got on a flight the next day and we were able to come home, but I'm still fighting again for the, for the money back from, you know, like, cause I had to spend an extra night in a hotel and pay out of mm-hmm. pocket, you know? And so that was not my fault. That's your fault. And then this is my third trip in like three months. I go to Atlanta. So I'm speaking at the A3C conference, which is this like tech um, entertainment and financial conference, which is great. And then I mm-hmm. stayed because I had the team trip. Now I had to come back home to speak at CultureCon, which is this huge, like, huge. I mean, everybody was there. Every, if you were a, a black and like well-known, I didn't realize how big it was. I've all so, every time the culture con happens, something happens, and I'm not here. I mean, every time, so, and I was nervous. I'm not gonna lie, I was nervous. I said, "Oh God!" So I booked my flight was booked, but I said, "Oh God!" I just got a weird feeling. I was like, you know, United the last three times I couldn't get home. So yeah. I get there. I get the first text which says your flight has been delayed. I'm like, no, 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 no. I get there early. I get to the airport. Like three hours early, I said, I told the gate agent, I said, can you put me like on an earlier flight? Because this flight, she's like, it's not going to be canceled. It's just mm-hmm. been delayed, but I'll put you on standby in the earlier flight. I said, okay. Standby didn't work. I said, but she's like, you still have a seat on this flight? I said, but what if it gets canceled? She said, it's not. Be positive. And be I was like, all right, girl. That's what she said. Think positively. I said, all right, girl. So I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. It seems great. 10 minutes to board. We're like, I said, what? Okay. Um, I'm so sorry, guys. Flight has been canceled. The flight, the, the airplane never left Newark. Now, here's the thing. By now, it's 9 Excuse p.m. Me. And when a plane has not left, you knew that. 
Oh yeah. So why were we not tell told ahead of time? So now you have hundreds of people scrambling to plug in holes other places. So instantly I call, of course United. There's nothing we could do. They're calling Delta to see if they can get me on a Delta flight. But also I called Cabrell again mm-hmm. to use his diamond status to get me on a flight. Everything is they've already plugged people into like the few seats that were left over on another airline. And I was yeah. like, I need to, I'm doing a, I'm doing a, I'm speaking on the main stage at CultureCon. These people have paid me not only for, for CultureCon, but Patreon. I had a breakout session with them. I was doing that too. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I have to get home and I have to be on stage by 9.30 a.m. And so we tried everything. I mean, Cabral um, did give me a flight to Philly. He said, I'll pick you up in Philly. This is what besties would be doing. He said, I'll get you a flight to Philly. Booked it 700 something dollars. And I was like, okay, but I, because I never checked bags, but of course I checked the bags. So I had to leave, you know, like the, the, the gate and then check back in, which was a nightmare because I have clear, I have TSA pre-check, but by then it was like 10 o'clock at night. Nothing was um, open. So the normal general, like, you know, boarding was a nightmare. Then TSA, the machine broke. And I literally was like, please, please, please. I literally was like, please, 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 please. If I could just, cause but you're I, at I, the Atlanta I, airport. Yes, which is a, a huge air- yes, yes. It's a nightmare. That in Orlando are the two worst airports I've ever been on, as far as like chaos. And I was a police. I still had time. I was like, please, 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 please. I remember there was a pilot. He saw me like welling up. He was like, get her bag out of the machine. So they gave me my bag. I run to try to make my gate, and I see them closing the door. You should have seen me, Mandy. I was like, what? I literally am like yelling, wait! Oh my god! And they're closing the door, and they're like, I was like, please, please, please. And he was like, no, we've already given your seat away. Because, you know, like, because, you know, like, you know, that's what standby is. Mm-hmm. When I tell you the boo-hoo-hoo, boo-hoo, I, I felt like, like a, you know, like when you see like these, these like um, stories about like, uh, I don't know, about war and yeah. your husband is going off to work. I was at the gas like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> oh, man, I, I, I feel mean, it. I've been the there. It's late at night. Of, Girl, the way I slid to the ground. Uh, 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 <laughs> oh, I left out, but at the time, yo, the way they came up to me, they were like, "What is happening?" Because I was like, it was already so much, and I was like, and then United told me they could get me on a flight that would land me at seven thirty. I was like, okay, I can maybe make that work. Um, of course, then they they, but they they couldn't. Seven thirty in Philly. Yeah, no, seven thirty like in New York the next morning. Okay, but then they couldn't. And I just was like, I just didn't know what to do. I was like, I don't know what to do. What is going on with them? You know, Cabral was like, well, if you could drive to South Carolina, there's a flight. I said, I'm not driving. Because then that's 24 hours, no sleep. It doesn't make sense. I mean, we looked at Washington flights. We looked at, you know, flights to like, I mean, I looked at every airline. This Because by then it was like 1030 at night. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're t- you know, it's just limited in what you can do. And I just was like, what is going on with United? So finally, I, um... I called United to be like, just book me on whatever. I'm just not going to make my thing. And they're like, well, the soonest we can get you home is like 9 p.m. tomorrow. I'm like, is it crack you're smoking? So then I had to, I just booked with Delta and got home um, at um, 12.30 in the afternoon. And so I I had called, you know, United. Um, well, so yeah, I booked with Delta and they were like, this is the earliest we can get you back. So I emailed the CultureCon team. I was like, here's what's happening. I'm in the airport for six hours. I did, you know, they canceled my flight. They delayed it. I, I, you know, I laid it all out. I was like, I don't, I will land in JFK, not even Newark, my original, but I'll land in JFK at 1230. You know, I don't know what else to do. Is there like, I don't, I'm, you know, I, I'm open to suggestions because I don't want to miss 
speaking, you know, mm-hmm. um, and they were like, okay, we could push you to four o'clock. I was like, okay. Okay. You know, so we, we were making it. Uh-uh. Huh. Oh, no. Okay. So I land at something. I told said, you I'm very anxious lately, right? Because this is, the story is, uh, I don't have any of my tools for my anxiety right now, but So I leave, something said, my check bags. They were just like, Tiffany, don't worry about it. They're going to be retagged. You're flying on Delta, right? I said, yes. And they were just like, I said, but are you sure? Because I just, they're like, no, no, no. They're like, and the guy was like, if you do feel really anxious about it, there's like right before you board, there's like a Delta bag. Like I was first one in line. Mm-hmm. And it was a nice older lady there. And she was like, I don't see it in the system, but it should be retagged. You should be fine. I was like, I just need my bags. Because as of right now, I am wearing, you know, like my airplane clothes i literally had some birkenstocks on with socks and like you know like sweatpants and like a, t- a t-shirt i was like so i really need my bag things and she was like no no don't worry don't you worry don't you worry and i said okay so i land and of course my bags are lost all my things i was like mm-hmm. but thankfully the one shining shining little like i guess that this was gonna be a boost even though this is a break for united Goddamn airlines is that I had the air tag on my bag. So apparently, although I didn't make it to Philly, they did send my bag to Philly when they weren't supposed to. Oh my god. Because you know they're supposed to pull your bag when you're not on the plane, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was showing the lady, I'm like, my bag is in Philly. She's like, no. And the system is saying Atlanta. I was like, well, I don't know AirTag, but I'm pretty sure they're not lying to me. Girl, they don't know me. Brilliant. It's like, yeah, like, I yes. have to start doing that when I travel. I don't know why I Girl. didn't do that. And so I was like, you know, she's like, okay, well, you could try to call Philadelphia. Like, but, and then, and so the second, this is what I will say, AirTag all your bags. And then the thing that really saved me was so low tech. So, you know, like the luggage tag that you write your name, your, you know, yeah. like hardly anybody does it. I, when I bought my luggage from away, they like gifted me two leather luggage tags, you know, because when you spend a bajillion dollars on stupid luggage, they gifted me these luggage tags and I've never used a luggage tag before, but I got, I was like, you know what? I'm going to put my name, my email. Cause I felt all fancy. I had these nice, nice luggage and my phone number, my luggage tag, click, click. That is the only thing that saved my bag. Cause it was just these two random lilac bags sitting in Philadelphia airport. The lady looked at the luggage tag and saw my name my address and my phone number and called was like, Hey, is this Tiffany from, you know, Newark? I was like, yes. She was like, we have your luggage here. I was like, yes. And she was like, I don't see you on the manifest. I was like, yes, because I missed the flight. She's like, they weren't supposed to send. I'm like, I know. She said, we can put it on the next flight to Newark and you can pick it up from Newark airport. So okay. the silver lining is, is that like, so if you like the re- like I'm literally taping with like a, a borrowed mic from a friend of mine, cause I'm in DC and I don't have my headphones. You're I don't have, on the back. did you make culture con? Girl, no, because I didn't have any clothes. Like, that's the thing. Like, you know, I wasn't, I know. And it was such a huge event. And they were so nice. I would say it's so accommodating. But you know, there was this lesson because I felt like it was the end of the world. I'm not going to lie because I've never, the only other time that I missed a speaking engagement is when Jarrell passed away Mm -hmm. because he called me and said he wasn't feeling well. I was supposed to be on the stage for Chase and... I was like, you know, but Jarrell was the type to just be like, oh, I stubbed my toe. I'm going to the doctor. But something was like, no, go to the hospital. And I'm so glad that I did because that was the last time I saw him like alive and speaking and, you know, relatively happy despite his head pain. And so I'm so glad that I did. And, you know, but that's the only time I've never missed a speaking engagement. So I, I couldn't, I don't know, like, it's like I was willing to do almost anything. And I'm like, it, it, almost there's this part of me was like, Tiffany, it's okay. Like, you're not missing it because you're like, oh, I don't feel like it. But mm-hmm. I really had a hard time letting go of the fact that, like, this thing beyond my control, you know, was not a letting, allowing me to move forward. But I just, I, 
I felt so bad as if like I purposefully maybe I shouldn't have went on the team trip. Like what if like what are we saying? You know what I mean? Like yeah. you know, and I just felt really, really bad. And but the lesson for me was that like the worst case scenario of that situation because that's what I was worried about. This happening. It happened and look at you, you're okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that was like so you yeah. know, it was like you missed it. You missed culture con. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like uh, okay. Like, you know what I mean? So I was like, that was the part that it was like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. There's still like this underlying like anxiety, anxiousness about it. But I'm like, Tiffany, you're okay. I mean, you miss culture con. You didn't, you know, you didn't miss your wedding. You didn't miss the birth of your baby. You know what I mean? Like what you missed a conference because you're not at multiple airlines, you know, it was raggedy, but you know, and you're okay. So it was like, I think it's like a lesson that I needed that I'm still processing. But like, yeah, I just... But honestly, so I called my admin, Rose, and I said, Rose, what do we like? What can we do to avoid this? She's like, you know what? If it's imperative that you must get somewhere, then we don't fly United. Hmm. Because this is the third time. Because it's crazy. It'd be one thing if I was like, oh, United's not flying and nobody else is flying. Every other airline is getting people to destinations, and I'm paying out of pocket to literally arrive at the same destination that you're not, for whatever reason, your raggedy airline is not doing. Yeah, And so like now I know if I have to be somewhere, I cannot fly United because it's just not worth it, which is so stupid because what is the point? I remember asking the lady, what's the point of being 1K if I don't get any sort of like help rebooking? And I said, I'm still fighting off for the last three and, you know, like missings. Like, you know, I'm, I mean, you won't even give me my money back from the mistakes that you guys are making. So it's just, mm. yeah, so I don't know. Like, honestly, I'm, I'm, I might consider like moving over to Delta, but it's just that the, the issue with Delta is that like their hub is not Newark. And so, you know, but I, I'm going to look because I'm like, I have to like, I travel a lot for business and for pleasure. And so getting yeah. to a destination in a timely manner is critical. But What's yeah, up? So. Is it that they don't have enough crew? Is it because I feel like that's often it's like a crew know. shortage or something. That is busted. I don't know. You know, they're never truthful. Sometimes they're like, it's weather. I'm like, if it's weather, how come so, so no other planes are because they want to say that because if they say it's weather, then you quote unquote, you know, and I'm like, it's no. an act of God. Yeah, no, it wasn't like, you know, and like I said, it's one thing I get it. Things happen. They're giving people time to adjust. You can't tell me 10 minutes before the flight never left Newark because it was supposed to have left Newark then two hours ago. You could have told me two hours ago and I could have adjusted. That's Mm -hmm. the thing, you know, so yeah, but I'm gonna do a whole rant and I'm going to go on social media and I'm going to drag on for filth because, you know, they don't listen to me. They don't listen when you're like, hello, like customer support, whatever. I'm still begging for my money. I'm like, well, then y'all need to be dragged publicly. And so this is this is dragging number one, Mm -hmm. United, count your days. And this is and you're not one to rant and be like, you know what I mean? So when you said airline, I was almost like, ooh, something really bad must have happened Mm because you're not exactly one to like let little stuff like this go. I mean, to let it like become this big. But that sounds so busted and so stressful and i'm yeah. sorry you went through that and yeah the 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 mention about like the coping strategy and like the the yeah. the mind the mind work to get through a moment like that that is maturity that is girl i took everything i mean not to like i'm telling you like one of my friends i called i called him he was like just relax i almost murdered him through the phone and then he realized he was like i feel like that's the worst thing i could have said i'm like it is I'm weeping at the airline right now. And this I know that like... the dating pool, is it? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> they about to get drowned in the dating pool. <laughs> they say relax. Jeez, oh my God. <laughs> you know. He was like, and my bad. I was like, don't mm-hmm. tell me to relax. 
You're like, oh, but see, you needed a punching bag. So you're like, I know. Oh, thank you for volunteering. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I mean, but all in all, I mean, you know, like, it all worked out. I'm here. I, had to, I went to DC the next day. I'm here and like, you know, making it work. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, and I mean, now I see like, okay, it was fine, you know, and things mm-hmm. typically are for the most part, but you know, in the moment, sometimes it's just hard to process. So, yeah. I'm yeah. real sorry. That sounds hella stressful, but I'm glad that you you went through it. I mean, I'm glad that it's over now. Yeah. yeah it's over now. So, and you hey know, guys. Delta's cute. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, hope you guys will listen on Friday to our BAQA. If you have questions, we have answers. Um, and we'll see you in a few days. We'll see you soon. But not if you're fighting United, because we'll never see you, because you'll never get on. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, "What is it real? (laughs) (laughs) In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen.